0: Section 9 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 4, Number 2, August 1898. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Larry Wilson. The Loon In all the lakes of the fur country, says Nuttall, these birds abound, where, as well as in the interior of the most northern of the states, and probably in the inland seas of the St. Lawrence along the whole Canadian line, they pass the period of reproduction. This species is the most common of its tribe in the United States, and is a general inhabitant of cold and temperate climates throughout the whole northern hemisphere. They have been known to breed as far south as the Farne islands, along with the eider ducks, with which they also associate on the shores of Labrador. In the United States, from the severity of the winters, the young and even occasionally the old are seen to migrate nearly, if not quite, to the estuary of the Mississippi. Cautious, vigilant, and fond of the security attending upon solitude, the loon generally selects with his mate some lonely islet on the borders of a retired lake far from the haunts of men, where on the ground, near the water, they build a rude and grassy nest. The loons are, from the nature of their food, which consists almost wholly of fish, utterly rank and unedible. Though in New England the following receipt is given for cooking one of the birds Having dressed your loon stuff it with an iron wedge then bake or boil When you can stick a fork into the wedge the bird is ready for the table It is chiefly remarkable for the quickness with which it can dive many observers Maintaining that it can dodge a bullet or shot by diving at the flash of the gun Mr. W. H. Porteous states that he once watched a man for more than an hour fire repeatedly at a loon on a pond in Maine The bird being frozen in by thin ice a small circular space being kept open by its movements The ice was not strong enough to sustain the man and the open space not large enough to enable the bird to swim and rise as the loon cannot rise in flight from a stationary position in the water the loon dodged every shot by diving, although within easy gunshot range from the shore. It was not killed until the next morning when the ice had become strong enough to permit the man to go close up to the open space and shoot when the loon came to the surface. Under the circumstances, adds Mr. Porteous, I think the man ought to have been shot instead of the loon. In the fall, says Thoreau, the loon came as usual to moult and bathe in the pond making the woods ring with his wild laughter before I had risen. At rumor of his arrival, all the mill sportsmen are on the alert, in gigs and on foot, two by two and three by three, with patent rifles and conical balls and spy-glasses. They come rustling through the woods like autumn leaves, at least ten men to one loon. Some station themselves on this side of the pond, some on that, for the poor bird cannot be omnipresent for if he dive here he must come up there but now the kind october wind raises rustling the surface of the water so that no loon can be heard or seen the waves generously rise and dash angrily taking sides with all waterfowl, and our sportsmen must beat a retreat to town and shop and unfinished jobs but they were too often successful as i was paddling along the north shore one very calm october afternoon for such days especially they settle on the lakes like the milkweed down a loon suddenly sailing out from the shore toward the middle a few rods in front of me set up his wild laugh and betrayed himself i pursued with a paddle and he dived but when he came up i was nearer than before he dived again but i miscalculated the direction he would take and we were fifty rods apart when he came to the surface this time for i had helped to widen the interval and again he laughed long and loud and with more reason than before he manoeuvred so cunningly that i could not get within a half-dozen rods of him each time when he came to the surface turning his head this way and that he coolly surveyed the water and the land and apparently chose his course so that he might come up where there was the widest expanse of water and at the greatest distance from the boat It was surprising how quickly he made up his mind, and put his resolve into execution. He led me at once to the widest part of the pond, and could not be driven from it. While he was thinking one thing, I was endeavoring to divine his thought. It was a pretty game, played on the smooth surface of the pond, man against a loon. Sometimes he would come up unexpectedly on the other side of me having apparently passed directly under the boat. So long-winded was he, and so unweariable, that when he had swum farthest, he would immediately plunge again, nevertheless. And then no wit could divine where in the deep pond he might be speeding his way like a fish, for he had time and ability to visit the bottom of the pond in its deepest part. It is said loons have been caught in the New York lakes, eighty feet beneath the surface, with hooks set for trout. I found that it was as well for me to rest on my oars and wait his reappearing, for again and again, when I was straining my eyes over the surface one way, I would be startled by his unearthly laugh behind me. He was indeed a silly loon, I thought, for why, after displaying so much cunning, did he betray himself the moment he came up by that loud laugh. Did not his white breast enough betray him? It was surprising to see how serenely he sailed off with unruffled breast when he came to the surface, doing all the work with his webbed feet beneath. His usual note was this demoniac laughter, yet somewhat like that of a water-fowl, but occasionally, when he had balked me most successfully, and he came up a long way off, he uttered a long-drawn unearthly howl probably more like that of a wolf than any bird this was his looning perhaps the wildest sound that is ever heard here making the woods ring far and wide at length having come up fifty rods off he uttered one of those prolonged howls as if calling on the gods of loons to aid him and immediately there came a wind from the east Rippled the surface and filled the whole air with misty rain. And so I left him disappearing far away on the tumultuous surface. End of section nine.